think I found someone to produce my next album. His name's Vaughn Daniels. It says he was tried for murder. He was acquitted. Come in. Mr. Daniels. I'm glad you're here, Gray. This is my girlfriend, Charlie. Hi. I get the creeps. Since you got here, your music is... That's beautiful. I can smell it all over you. And something primal. You need to use that. There's nothing that you have to hide from me. I suffer from hallucinations. I hallucinate that I'm turning into an animal. What's wrong? You okay? We're leaving. This place is doing something to you. It's not this place. You can't run away from your destiny. I don't know who you are anymore. It's not safe for you here. Do you want to be a predator or do you want to be prey? Lindsay Campbell with Moving Radio, and today I'm talking to director Amelia Moses. Hi, Amelia. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. So very exciting. Your film Bloodthirsty is playing at the Calgary Underground Film Festival from April 23rd to May 2nd. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I, I was able to see the film and I loved it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was fantastic. So let's talk about Bloodthirsty. I noticed that you've had some luck playing a bit of the festival circuit, even though we've had COVID and festivals have been weird this year. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a strange year. I've actually had two features on the kind of genre festival circuit, but couldn't attend any of them in person. So it's definitely a weird year to have like two first features kind of out in the world. But it seems like festivals are doing a lot to kind of accommodate the new situations and stuff. And overall, it's been very positive. I'm actually pretty excited because I'm located in Edmonton, so I'm streaming the uh, the Cuff program. Uh, from oh, nice. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, I noticed that you got to uh, have, have the film Bloodthirsty play at the Telluride Horror Show, Fantastic Fest, and Blood in the Snow. That is quite the roster of film festivals. I actually know people who run the horror show in Telluride, so that's very cool. It's oh, nice. Too it's too bad you couldn't go, though, because it's beautiful there. Oh my God. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. That's definitely a place I would like to go in the future. And yeah, the other one was definitely having our world premiere at Fantastic Fest was bittersweet because, you know, it was obviously such a privilege to be part of it, but I've always wanted to go to Austin and go to that festival because I've heard endlessly good things. So I was like, oh man, I can't go. (laughs) Or they're not having it in person at all. Yeah. Well, despite all that, uh, you've had quite a year. So Bloodthirsty is the film playing at Cuff and Bleed With Me is your other feature film, your first feature that's also been making the rounds this year. Can Hmm. you tell me a little bit about how uh, you came to direct Bloodthirsty? Yeah, it was just one of those things of kind of meeting the right people at the right time. I guess this was probably about like a year and a half ago, end of 2019. I was 
just looking for some kind of distribution advice for Bleed With Me. My first feature, it was done. We were trying to figure out distribution stuff. And a, a friend put me in touch with Mike Peterson, who's a local producer in Calgary, just for some kind of, you know, friendly distribution advice from a producer who, you know, has had done a lot of indie films and also kind of with, you know, specifically in the genre world. And he happened to be looking for a director for production. And, you know, we got talking, I, I showed him my other work and I, I met the writer, uh, Wendy, and who was the other producer. And I assumed that they, you know, were still in development, but they're like, no, we got to shoot in a couple months. And so they hired me on for the project. And it was a kind of whirlwind experience because uh, very short pre-production, you know, I'm based in Montreal and I'm from Vancouver. So it was my first time in Calgary and then Edmonton as well, which is where we shot the film. So yeah, that was, it was kind of a, a lot going on. And then as soon as we wrapped pretty much maybe a couple weeks later, COVID hit and, um, you know, we would have been doing the editing remotely anyways, since I'm on the other side of the country, but, you know, COVID added <laughs> an extra layer to that remoteness. So it's been a, a crazy experience for sure. One thing that I find uh, is really hard to do in film, which you completely succeeded at, is when there's original music uh, in films about musicians. I often find that in films about musicians, there's like one song and it gets repeated over and over again. That's the one song. But there's actually more than one song in this film and they're all really good. Can you tell me a little bit about how Lowell was uh, involved in the production? Lowell co-wrote the script as well with Wendy, um, who's her mom. One of the things when I first read the script, because I had a similar feeling to you, where it's like, okay, the music's going to play a really big role in this film. Um, and I wasn't familiar with Lowell's music. So I looked some of it up and that really kind of solidified my interest in the story because, you know, I just am like, okay, she's clearly a very talented songwriter. Some of the themes that were in the film were also in her work in terms of her music. So that made me feel very confident in that part of the, the process. And so most of the songs were written before I came on board, uh, which was really nice for me. <laughs> so it was kind of more a matter of just kind of like curating stuff and figuring out kind of like when songs should appear when and what lyrics, because obviously we don't play the full, you know, tracks all the time. And I think there was a few songs actually that were written in pre-production, like Bloodthirsty, I think actually maybe within the first few weeks that I was in Calgary, uh, Lowell sent that to me and I was like, oh, well, this is great. At the time the film wasn't called Bloodthirsty too. So that became much more like thematic to, to the film. So yeah, I guess also my approach, because I find a lot of times with films about writing music, you know, I'm not a musician myself, but I do really love music, is that the song's always kind of perfect really quickly. <laughs> like someone just writes it and you're like, oh, it's done already. And, you know, it's not really like a process. And obviously this film doesn't delve too much into the kind of like details of writing an album because it's kind of about other things as well. But I just really wanted the, the scenes where Grey is writing the songs to feel like she was writing the songs. So to feel kind of imperfect and a work in progress and stuff. And so I think that that was kind of my main approach to kind of utilizing Lowell's songs in, in the film and working with Lauren Beattie who's the lead actress and she had to learn all the songs in a week pretty much. And she had never played piano before either. Oh wow! So she, yeah, so she had to learn. We did some post stuff with, um, with Lowell. So sometimes it's not her playing, but a lot of it is her playing. And she recorded most of her vocals on set, which was really cool since we were actually in a recording studio. And yeah, Lauren just really like 
came on board and she did, you know, we shot a lot of the, all the recording studio stuff in the very first week of shooting. So she had to do a lot of songs, plus the transformation scene all within the first couple of days. So she was definitely thrown into the process as well. Gosh, you really went for it at the beginning there. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those kind of circumstantial things where you're like, well, we got to get this location for these days. Okay, I guess we're, you know, jumping in. I really enjoyed the the cast of this film too. Can you tell me a little bit about the casting process? Yeah, so Greg Brick, who plays Vaughn, was on board already when I came on board because he had worked with Wendy uh, previously on her film uh, Marlene. And then Lauren Beattie I'd worked with before on Bleed With Me and uh, Catherine Kingso, who plays Charlie. We'd never worked together as like director, actor, but we went to school together. We went to film school together in Montreal. And I didn't actually realize she was an actor until like I had finished school. And then I saw that she was like doing all this acting stuff. And ever since kind of seeing that, I really wanted an opportunity to work with her. So when I read the script and read Charlie, I immediately thought of her and she was one of the first people we got to audition because she just seemed like the right person for the role. And then, yeah, Lauren as well. I'd worked with her before. I knew that she was a singer-songwriter as well. I think, you know, she does more acting stuff, but she had done this single that we actually use in one of the scenes in the film is just kind of background music. But she'd written this song that I'd heard maybe like a year prior and it was just really, really good stuff. So I knew she could sing and that was obviously like we wanted to have the actor playing great to also be able to sing. But then on top of that, she'd kind of gone through the songwriting process. So to me, that was important as well because she was able to kind of understand that and have a connection to music as well, which obviously is a huge part of Gray's personality. And then on top of that, I reached out to both of them, Catherine and Lauren, because, you know, they're both queer performers in real life. And obviously it's not like a prerequisite that someone has to be gay to play a gay character, but a lot of the time it's not that, you know? So I think that I was like, okay, if, if you know, this is the couple in the film, like it'd be really awesome if I could work with actors who are queer. And so I just kind of, all those things came together and, and we got our cast. It really came together very well. I enjoyed the cast a lot. I've, I've seen uh, Greg Brick in a few things before and he's excellent. I saw him in The Empty Man earlier this year and that was very good too. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to shoot in Alberta? The producers, Mike and Wendy, are based in Calgary. So it just made sense to shoot there. Initially, we were going to shoot in Calgary. And then for some production regions, we shot in, in Edmonton. But most of the, the crew were from, from Calgary. Yeah, I think it was just because the producers and the writer were from there. It just made sense to, to stay there. Well, it makes it exciting for us here in Alberta. Yeah, no, it was my first time in Alberta at all. So it was you a said, new experience for me. Yeah, you said you're from Vancouver, but obviously you're in Montreal now. Yeah, I've lived in Montreal for nine years now. So I've been interested in that telefilm has a mandate that as of last year, 2020, that they would have funding 50-50 parity for Indigenous filmmakers and women filmmakers. You want to talk to me a little bit about the state of being a fem female filmmaker in Canada? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's hard for me to pinpoint certain things because I'm still new to this relatively you know like I, I don't have a good sense of the industry because I'm just kind of entering it but obviously I fully support those mandates I think some of the conversation too that's that's important within the kind of telephone 50 50 for gender as well as also kind of thinking of the intersection of of race as well because 
if it's just all white women making movies, then it's not truly gender parody. So I remember, I think recently there was some kind of critiques of telephone in that capacity. So I think that conversation is, is always good to have. But for, yeah, for me personally, I don't know, it's not something that I had thought about too deeply before going into university, because you just kind of go, I want to be a director. And you don't really think the fact that most of the big films and stories you grew up with were, you know, from white straight men. So it was definitely in university that I kind of started noticing these things more. But I've been really lucky that that I haven't faced much, you know, sexism or, or kind of that stuff in my career. And I I think that's definitely like an outline experience, you know. I guess the biggest problem sometimes is just kind of on set, maybe even for kind of crew members as well as kind of a sense of othering, you know, I think especially in like the technical departments, which I have worked in as well, you don't necessarily see a lot of women in the camera department, the grip and electric department. And so there can be kind of a, a discomfort when you are the only woman on set. So I think also pushing beyond the filmmaker as well, which is obviously super important, the director, the producer, the writers, but also looking at your set as well and thinking about how can I have more diversity on set because I think it does impact, you know, it does impact the storytelling and, and the part of being a director too, like, you know, I didn't choose any of the crew for this particular film because I came on board later and it was more director for hire, but on my first film, I was a producer as well. And that was like a very important thing for me was trying to find a balanced crew. It's important for you to take that into consideration in terms of what kind of environment you're making on set. Absolutely. I think it's very exciting and I'm, I, I'm excited to see what happens in the coming years, especially out of Canada. So, yeah, so Bloodthirsty is playing at the Calgary uh, Underground Film Festival, April 23rd to May 2nd. And I noticed also that for Canada, you've got some distribution through Raven Banner, which is pretty cool, and even some in the States. For Bloodthirsty, it's through Brainstorm. Yeah, so I guess that's about it. Thank you for taking some time to talk to me today. And I'm very excited to actually track down a copy of Bleed With Me and check that out as well. Yeah, no problem. Nice to talk with you. Yeah, so good luck in the future and thanks so much for taking some time today. Thank you. Enjoy the festival. I can't feel my heart beat. Has my blood gotten cold? There's a bit of sweet melody. And it's raising a hell in me. From the major to the minor key. Running through my Yeah. <laughs>